listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWPSports.org and iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Phenomenal Forum. I'm your host, Matt Weinstein. It's a quiet room here today. Joining me to my left, the sole co-host today, the modern-day Klimaraja, Chris Klimazuski. Now, Chris, plenty to talk about today. Royal Rumble in the rear view, but first we got to talk about arguably the biggest news of the week. Dean Ambrose informed Vince McMahon he will not be re-signing when his contract is up after WrestleMania. This is huge. Dean's one of the biggest names in the company right now. I mean, look, whether you didn't like his heel turn or not, if you lose Dean Ambrose, that's huge. That's a big part of your company. He was part of the Shield, one of the big... Honestly, I'll say he's one of the top four. I'll say he's the top five wrestler right now in the WWE, men and women. And to lose him right now, that's something you don't want, especially with AEW coming out and possibly even just not taking, but like people switching over to AEW because they like the brand better. This is huge. This came out of nowhere. It was Wednesday morning or Tuesday morning. You, you know, you see these newsletters online saying, oh, Dean Ambrose frustrated with. WWE, unlikely to re-sign in April, and then we're all talking about it, and then three, four hours later, WWE goes out and puts a tweet out mm-hmm. and says, Dean Ambrose, parentheses, Jonathan Good, will not be re-signing when his contract's up. We wish him all the best, da-da-da-da. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, you're losing a guy like Dean Ambrose, potentially, to an AEW when his contract's up. That's incredibly big, and... It's almost, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I saw it coming, because of course I didn't. But you can see where it starts to almost unfold. Because he hasn't done anything very, very big as of, he hasn't been in big time storylines that he deserves. The Rollins Ambrose story fell flat. Neither of them, it wasn't either their faults. And you see almost, he came, and if you watch that, the, uh, the documentary on the network, it was the chronicle with Dean Ambrose is about his return Mm -hmm. and he said something he said you know he's just returning to put out the fires he they put him right back with Roman and Seth they put him into their he put they put him into their storylines yeah it was the story exactly and since he's been back Dean Ambrose the individual hasn't done much no yeah he hasn't and I think he gets a little lost on Raw a little bit too because when he was on when he was the sole man on SmackDown, it was him and AJ Styles going back and forth. And it was great stuff. It was great content. He was a great face while AJ was a heel at the time. And that was great. Then you you, you put him on Raw with and you had the Shield put together. And that's when you when the Shield was getting back together a year ago, Dean had his injury, so that that storyline had been put on hold. Then he comes back from his injury. And again, you're forcing the storyline again now. Then the news about Roman comes out, and then you have to break that up. And right, it's also just bad timing. Yeah, it was just all, it was all just not good timing. And I think, look, I I really don't want to. I'm really sad to see Dean go. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. I just think he needed like a brand switch or something to go back on SmackDown, see what they need over there, because he he's a great tweener. He's he's a good face and he's a good heel. I mean, they need some faces on SmackDown right now. So I feel like if he would make the brand switch to SmackDown. He would have been fine. Right, and this is a guy who, when they made that brand, when the brand split was official, he was the second overall pick behind Rollins, first pick to SmackDown. He was the WWE champion. He, they, you know, he, Him and AJ, like you said, put SmackDown on their backs. They made it that it wasn't, oh, it's not the second brand. It's on, It could be on par with yeah. Monday Night Raw as this continues to play out. And now what I really hope is that, the rest of the rest of his co- remaining contract from now until WrestleMania, that they don't just de- job him out or keep him completely off TV, because that's not the point. You still have this guy for three months, two yeah. and a half months, especially if it's you know if they don't job him out, if they just let him be himself, he does leave, but on good terms. Who's to say you know two, three, four years he doesn't make a big time return to the WWE? Maybe he just needs a break. You know, I was reading a lot on, like, different wrestling forums, different wrestling websites and everything like that, a lot of blogs. And a lot, some people were saying, like, 
maybe this is a work, you know, like because when has the WWE really ever come out and said, yeah, Dean Ambrose is not returning? That's what puts it over the edge. Is yeah. oh, this might this sounds a little fishy? Yeah, it's almost too good to be true type of thing. Yeah. So I mean, look, I real I'm really sad if this is real a real rumor, real stuff that's going on with Dean. Look, I wish him all the best, and I was I'm just gonna be sad to see you go once you do. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a total it's a huge loss, huge loss to, for for the WWE to lose Dean Ambrose. But we'll get into the rest of this past weekend. So much to go over. We'll start it all the way at the top. The men's Royal Rumble match. Seth Rollins is your winner. He's going to go on to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. It was a good rumble. It was a good men's rumble. You know what? It, you know the only the only issue I have with it is that we knew this. We knew this was coming from like months ago ahead of time. I look, I'm all for Seth Rollins winning. Don't get me wrong, but I, I want to be a little surprised. Like who's going to win the rumble? I don't necessarily disagree with you, but is the fact that it was not necessarily predictable, but like, oh yeah, we kind of had a feeling. Is that that's not necessarily a bad thing? And a lot of people who have been totally on board with Seth Rollins for the past year or two mm-hmm. are all of a sudden saying, "Oh, Seth won the Rumble. They're shoving him down our throats." Like, yeah. give me a break. He's the new Roman. They're he's basically gonna be like the new Roman. This almost. is the guy. This is the, this is their guy, especially with Roman out, who they can strap the rocket to his back mm-hmm. and have him beat Brock at WrestleMania. I don't. That's not a terrible thing. No, it's not. I'm not. No, I'm. All, like I said, I was all for Seth winning the Rumble. I just, you know, like with the Rumble, I feel like you just want to be like a little surprised. You want to see. No, the, I feel you. The the person, like I said, like, and we, I've said it time and time again on the show. Like Seth Rollins doesn't need the Rumble to be in the title picture. He can do that by himself. He's Seth, he's Seth Rollins. I mean, a guy like, I know Finn Balor wasn't in it, but like a Finn Balor or Samoa Joe. Or like an Andrade who was top four. Yeah, Andrade, Mustafa Ali before he got eliminated by Nia Jax. Um, we'll get but, there. Yeah, but like one of those guys would have been like cool to see. Like Shinsuke even last year. No one was really expecting Shinsuke to win, but he came out and won. And Seth Rollins really, again, doesn't need I'm Look, I'm happy he's in the title picture. I'm happy he's going to fight Brock at Mania. Definitely. Look, I'm 100% on board with Seth winning yeah. this Rumble. My only issue with Seth Rollins in this Rumble was he got taken out under the rope by Bobby Lashley. He was outside for about, you know, 8 to 10 minutes. I'm almost a little tired. Not almost. I am tired of those spots in the Rumble. Like, oh, such and such rolled underneath. He's still in, but he's going to take a big break. Like, Seth Rollins, for the past year and a half, has been, oh, he's the Iron Man. He's working all these long matches. He went an hour hour five in that gauntlet match a year ago. This is the, like, I honestly thought he was going to come in number one and win. Yeah. And work 65 minutes, you know? I I wasn't thinking number one, but I was definitely thinking top ten and and be the Iron Man. He came in at number ten. On paper, he was the Iron Man, but he, you know, ten minutes of that is him waiting in the waiting outside the ring. Yeah, he finally gets back in. It just it falls a little flat for me. But look, really, no arguments with Seth Rollins again. He's in that main event picture mm-hmm. with Brock Lesnar. Just a matter of who's in the main event: Brock and Seth, or Ronda and Becky, or whoever else may be in that match. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But for the men's rumble, the winner. They did get it right. Yes. They get both winners, Seth yes. and Becky. They got them right. Yeah. And now what I want to talk about quick, in this men's rumble were, because really both rumbles, of the 60 total, well, 59 total entrants, Nia Jax was in both of them, there weren't any, there was one legend, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. The rest of them were main roster, NXT, returns, whatever it was, and that is a, such a good move. You see, I like the move. I liked it because at least with, the only issue I have with it is that with the men's rumble, at least you knew the names of most of the people on there. It was Johnny Gargano, Alistair Black, Pete Dunne. You knew those names. Those are household names in NXT. And the three of them came off looking so good after great. Sunday night. They look great. On the other hand, in the women's rumble, yeah, you had Kyrie Saint, Io Shirai, and Rhea Ripley, but you had uh, Z Lee. Uh, Casey Cotanzaro and Candice LeRae. I mean, look, Candice LeRae is a, good, a household name because she's married to Johnny Gargano. Case, uh, Casey Cotanzaro, it was just like a little like she, it was a good spot. It was a good it spot. Was, she impressed me a lot. I'm all I'm all on the Casey Cotanzaro uh, fanship now. And then uh, Zia Lee, Z Lee, whatever her name is, I'd never heard of her before that. Yeah, it's it's three women who have and Candice LeRae has gotten the most NXT time of the three, but three three women 
May Young Classic standouts. That's where it kind of mm-hmm. came in. So it's just the Royal Rumble. It's a good spot. It's a good spot to get eyes on those talent. I know? get I get that, but like I feel like you know if you wanted to do that, throw in a name like Mia Yim. You you threw in Io Shirai, which was I thought was great. You threw in Rhea Ripley, which she looked fantastic, by the way. I expected a Tony Storm too. We didn't I was, get her. Yeah, I was expecting Tony Storm. We were ex- both expecting. We were all. I think we were all expecting Shayna to be in it after. I was uh, hoping. Yeah, or even uh, Bianca maybe after the, the title Just match on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what we were expecting. But we got these like little like low level NXT women, and I'm look. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against that. I'm not against having Kesey Cotanzaro or not Io Shirai. She's a she's a good name on there or ZLE. But like, give me someone better than them. You know, you kind of you got like give me like a more of a, like a household name on NXT. Someone we've heard of really. And I look, I get that a little bit, but back to you now, we said the the only legend, Jeff Jarrett, I yeah. popped huge, especially in the ring with Elias, but all of a sudden Elias turned heel again? I'm for it. I don't care. I mean, look. It's like, <sighs> I feel like it's almost just, we don't know what to do with you. Yeah, because we saw it on Monday night this week, too. He was, uh, he was just started, uh, like, yelling at the fans again, we haven't seen him do that in, for, like, one or two months now. I, I'm personally, I like to face Elias, but I didn't hate. I feel, he, like it, I feel like it had a lot of potential. It did, and we all thought that, oh, my gosh, this might be it. Like, he turned face. We might finally see him f- uh, fight for the title, the IC title, whatever it is. No, we still don't see that. And I, right now, I don't know what he's doing, whether he's playing heel or not. Who knows? Maybe we could see something at Mania down the road, him, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley. I don't know. But I'm all, I, I, at this point with – Elias, either give him a title shot or not. No, I, I feel like at Elimination Chamber we'll probably get a blow off. We'll get an Elias versus Jeff Jarrett type thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's not. I mean, Jeff Jarrett was signed on as a as a new. He's a new producer, mm-hmm. but he will have some on screen roles as we've seen at the Royal Rumble on Monday. I'm all for this. I'm, I mean, I don't want to really call it a passing of the torch, but it's just like an old guard, new guard type yeah. thing. He'll get over. Yeah, he'll, he will. He's. I mean, he already is, but he'll he'll definitely get over from it. Uh, you know, we glossed over it a little bit. Gargano, Black, and Dunn in that men's rumble. The three of them looked great. Gargano eliminates a former world champion in Jinder Mahal. That's still funny to say. Mm-hmm. And Alistair Black and P- Alistair Black hit the black mass on Ambrose. Mm-hmm. He went flying out of the ring. That's a huge elimination. And then Alistair Black and Pete Dunn. Dunn does the broken finger spot. And you, if you when I watched it the first time I watched it, I didn't really notice. When I watched it back, I saw Alistair Black's finger was totally bent. I, and then he popped it right back in. The two of them looked like a million bucks. Every time Pete Dunn does that stuff with the fingers and everything, I like cringe. I'm like, oh, it gets me. But he's great. They both, again, both look great in the Rumble. Even Johnny Gargano did as well. And now the spot at the end of the match, Nia Jax takes the spot of our truth. We all got worked. We did, because we're all thinking, are, is this really happening? I can't believe this. This is the most hated person in the company, and that's why they put her in there. Yeah. Because nobody wanted to see that, and then she takes a super kick, a six one nine, and an RKO. Everyone's right. thinking, "Wow, this was really good." You know, it's funny. I listened back to the pod, the to the show last week, and we were we all mentioned like, "Oh, something's gonna happen to r Truth. He's gonna get beat up bats, backstage. He's gonna get beat up on the way to the Rumble." We just didn't know it was gonna be Nia, Nia Jax, Jax doing the doing the beating up. That was ridiculous. And apparently, <laughs> uh, she had real heat. With our truth, our truth was mad. He's like he hurt, thing like he hurt his face or something going into the barricade. He was mad at her. I would, I would be too. I mean, like, I mean, look, our truth, our truth can't be too mad now. I mean, and it's right. He picked up the U.S. title. He beat Shinsuke Nakamura. So I will see where that goes. I'm all for that story. But um, now the women's Royal Rumble. Before we go to our first break, like I said before, they got it right. Charlotte yeah. comes in at number thirteen. The Iron Woman looks like a million bucks. The whole match just so so dominant Mm -hmm. and then becky takes the spot at number 28 goes on and wins the rumble eliminating charlotte to win it yeah uh again they got it right again the only thing a problem i have it was predictable we knew this for months now ever since but that but that's okay these are the two people who you wanted to see win the rumble yeah i'm fine like like i said i'm all fine i'm fine with that i just i just don't like the the fact that i knew months beforehand no yeah and the last thing about this women's rumble first off you know who really impressed me was Lacey Evans. Yes, you read my mind. She looked like a billion bucks. She and looked great. She came in at one, and she was going toe-to-toe with a lot of the good— She was going toe-to-toe with Charlotte. Yeah, she looked fantastic. I'm like, okay, 
I can get behind Lacey Evans right now. I'm excited to see her get settled on a brand mm-hmm. whenever they finally decide Raw or SmackDown. Throw her in like a mid-card women's feud early on. And, you know, maybe if, if she's on Raw, wrestling a Bailey or a Sasha mm-hmm. Banks or on the other end, wrestling, you know, a, I was gonna, a Carmella, Charlotte, even Asuka, who knows? I think she's ready for all that. I think she's ready for it. And Nikki Cross as well. She looked good too. She, she was, I mean, the, look, these NXT girls, they impressed me a lot. Like Kate and Kanzaro, she won me over. Rhea Ripley looked great. Rhea Ripley is an absolute beast. She's fantastic. She might be, when she gets the call up, well, I'll say it right now, she's probably my third favorite WWE woman superstar right now. And that's a lot. And I love, I mean, I'm all for the women's evolution, the revolution, the roster, and everything like that. But Rhea Ripley looked, she's real good. She she has herself a bright future in the WWE. Mm -hmm. So. With that, we're going to get into the rest of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, but first, we are going to step aside for our first quick break. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum here on MyWCWP.org. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWP Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein, Chris Klimazewski here with you. So we'll get back into the Royal Rumble, Brock Lesnar, Finn Balor. Brock Lesnar attains the Universal Championship. Am I surprised? No. no. Did I all. want Finn to win? Of course. Yes, and I know Drew did too, and I knew Mark was like, I'm never betting against Brock Lesnar again. You can at this point. At this point, you really can't. But I'm not going to lie, for 80% of the match, I really did think Finn was going to win. He looked great. He looked Th- great. That's for sure. You know, when he hit him and he hit the coup de gras, I was like, it's over. Yeah, this is no it. Way. This is it. And then he, I don't know what was that submission he put him in. What was it called? I forgot. The Kimura lock. The Kimura lock. He put him in the Kimura lock, and I was like, oh, it's over. Now it's over. Now it's really over. Like, I was stunned. But, I mean, look, Finn Balor looked fantastic in this match. And if this was his job, whether it was to if it was for Brock Lesnar to, to retain and put Finn over, he did a great job. Here's the thing about Brock Lesnar that gets glossed over because everyone, really including myself, is just so over the endless title reign of Brock Lesnar. If he's going to have these mat- you know, matches once every three, four months, great. Drop the title first. You can have all the mat- as few matches as you want. Yeah. But the thing about Brock Lesnar that nobody talks about anymore, he can work. He can. He definitely can. And not only can he work, he makes whoever he's in the ring with look like an absolute superstar. This was a huge night for Finn Balor in defeat because he comes back. He says, yeah, I you know, I fought the beast and lived to tell the tale. Yeah, he did. It was, I mean, look, we were expecting the David versus Goliath story. Everyone was hyping that story up like Finn Balor was going to have a huge upset over Brock Lesnar. But Finn looked fantastic in this match. I can't stress that enough, that he looked so good. I mean, look, he didn't win the title, but... There were points in this match where we were like, oh my gosh, Finn Balor's about to beat Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. And now right after that, we see on Monday Night Raw, looks like he's gotten himself into a little bit of a story with Intercontinental Champion Bobby Lashley. I'm all for that. Maybe a, a couple, you know, two, three-week feud. Maybe we get that match at the Elimination Chamber. I'd like to see that. I'm, I'm for it. I'm all for uh, Finn Balor versus uh, Big Bob. So it's going to be it's gonna be very interesting the way it goes. I mean, look, you saw him, he got destroyed uh, coming out in the ring last night against uh, not last night on Monday against Monday. Uh, uh, against Bobby Lashley so who knows maybe we'll see this at uh we'll see this at elimination chamber we'll see it at fast lane who knows if they even carry it down to wrestlemania maybe some sort of ladder multi-man ladder match and now the thing about Lashley he was in the Royal Rumble for like 30 seconds yeah like, it was what funny. a joke that was a joke and yeah. now you, oh I see how it is he was frustrated so he pulled out Rollins and threw him to the table they could have done that same spot if he was in the match for 10 minutes yeah, they could have. I mean, and even Finn Balor was like, I lasted longer with the Beast than you did in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then that just set Bobby off. It was it was actually really funny he said that because it's true. You Like, Bobby's the, inter- the he, intercontinental he's champion. champion. He's supposed to be a monster heel. Yeah. Monster heels don't get thrown out of the Royal Rumble. Credible monster heels. Yeah. Like, don't get thrown out of the Royal Rumble like that. Yeah, exactly. And he, it's not like, you know, he's had the IC title for a while and he's like, eh, this is He this just crazy. won it. He Two just ago. won it. This is supposed to be big stuff for Bobby Lashley. He's supposed to last a long time. 
less than 12 seconds. Yeah, I, I was not that was insane. for that at all. Anyway, Lashley, Finn Balor, we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll enjoy that. I, I, you know, Leo Rush on the microphone as well. He's money every day of the week. So the three of those guys, I, I'm all but certain they can put together a decent program. The WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan beats AJ Styles, but with the help of a returning Rowan. Yeah, that was... This is the last thing I expected. You know, we it panned to Rowan, and I'm watching it with my buddies, and we were just like, what the heck is this guy doing here? Where's Lu- is Luke Harper coming out after? Like, what's for, going on? Yeah, and like everybody was saying, oh, they're going to do a whole wild fa- Wyatt family thing. I don't think that's what this is. I think it's just, this is his heavy, this is the diesel to his HBK. Mm-hmm. And first off, Rowan got big. He did. He got, he filled out. He did. Oh, my goodness. But he... Choke slams AJ Styles, so AJ's still not out of the title picture. Daniel Bryan gets the win. And this match, everyone's saying, oh, this match was so boring. It was a snooze fest. It was poorly placed on the card. Yes, it, this match was right after the Women's Royal Rumble. Everyone's exhausted. Yeah, I, you know, I credit myself to saying it was a snooze fest. I even said it to you on and Drew on Monday when I saw you guys in class. And you know what? I was like, it was a snooze fest, and you guys were like, oh, it was after the match. I'm like, I wasn't really into that match. And then I rewatched it. I was like... This was a decent match. It was good. They should have put this match second on the card after Becky versus Asuka mm-hmm. and put the tag match right after this. Yes. That's what they should have done. Yeah. They didn't, I don't know, Daniel Bryan versus AJ's not over yet. We'll get there later in the show. We got an elimination chamber to prepare for, so that I'm excited about. That's going to be a good match. But the Daniel Bryan-AJ, it wasn't, uh, was it their best match? No. But was it a bad match? No. no it I, wasn't. I, I think, think so I think. I think it just takes a downturn to people say, thinking it was a bad match just because it was after the Women's Royal Rumble and everyone, like you said, was just so exhausted no, I, and just not into it. So, Asuka versus Becky. I think this this was probably the best one-on-one match of the show. But it was a oh, good I, I I think it was the second best one-on-one match. Behind? The, behind Sasha and Ronda. All right. But we'll get into that in a little bit. That's but, fair. We'll talk about them both. We're back-to-back. Back. Uh, you got Asuka retains the title over Becky. You got Ronda retaining the title over Charlotte. Uh, it's Charlotte. Sasha Banks, excuse me. First off, the SmackDown Women's title, everyone's saying, oh, Becky can't tap out. Becky can't ba- tap out. Asuka looks like a champ again. She looks like a monster. Yeah, she looks great. Everyone was so stunned that... Becky actually tapped out. I mean, look, I was I didn't think Becky was going to win. Everyone who thought Becky was going to win was nuts because we all knew Becky was going to win the Rumble. Everyone who had that was doing that. So everyone, I expected her to lose, and I expected her to tap out because I don't like what else was Oscar going to put in, put her into. She wasn't going to pin her. She was she was going to lock in the Oscar lock and make her tap, and that's exactly what happened. And I thought this was a great overall match and a great match to start the show, too. Definitely. Started off real hot. Now you look at the Raw women's title match, Ronda versus Sasha. In ring, I don't have a bad thing to say about Ronda. We all know that. On mic, it's another another story. But <laughs> but the match itself was very good. See, I, look, I, you guys can say I'm a biased Ronda fan or whatnot, but I think this was the best match on the card. Uh, Afterwards, like looking back on it, this was the best one-on-one match, and this was the best match of Ronda's career so far. You think it was better than the Charlotte match? I think it was better than the Charlotte match because at times, I really did think Ronda was going to tap in this match. Okay. I really did think she was going to tap to whether it was the bank statement or one of the other submissions that she put uh, that Sasha put in her, and this was this was a, just a f- overall fantastic match. Ronda ends up pinning her. Pinning her. I was so stunned that right, she, and that—that's the big thing. She pinned her. She didn't make her submit with the armbar. And you alluded to it before that Ronda not that great on the mic. I'll be the first to tell you that her mic work. You know, I'll go. It's, stinks. It's not good. Stinks. It stinks. But she cut a promo, and it was just for. Not many people saw it. It was just for WWE.com. Those promos are usually the best. It was. She got interviewed, and she said, "Yeah, you know." I knew Sasha was looking, you know, she was expecting me to go for the armbar. She wasn't necessarily expecting me to win by pinfall. So that's, you know, I kind of changed my strategy. So she made it legitimate. Yeah. She turns this into, you know, a legitimate sporting event. And that's the type of credibility that Ronda Rousey brings to the WWE. Mm-hmm. That's the reason she is here. Yeah. And that played off very, very well. You know, I'm um, just to segue a little bit over to Ronda. 
Do you think she could turn heel or should turn heel? I think she should have been a heel this whole time. So do I. And that's the one thing I said when she originally came into the WWE that you know she would be a great she would be a great heel. She was a heel when she was in the UFC. No one liked her. She was a fighting champion, but no, but no one really liked liked Ronda in the UFC. People there is cheer. no reason that she's not a heel, especially that she is going to go into WrestleMania to fight Becky Lynch, the biggest babyface in the entire company. Yeah, and I think give me a break. I think we saw a little bit of it too. Ronda maybe possibly turning heel. Look, after these last two matches, we saw her do it against Sasha on on Sunday and Bailey against. And she wrestled Bailey on Monday. Yeah, she tro- she goes to the, for the sh- handshake after. And I'm just like. I'm so tired of that. So am I. Now the, I'm like the goody two shoes, sportsmanship, loving Ronda Rousey. No, you're an ass kicker. Yes, exactly. You're the baddest woman on the planet. You shaking Bailey and Sasha's hand after the match is not making we you don't look need bad. That. You're making it look honestly soft. Okay, and you know we I did like I just said a potential heel turn for Ronda. Ronda almost did the three amigos during the match too. If you don't, that's remember. right. That was I was like okay. I was like, okay. That, that was impressive. Because yeah, we everyone knows how big of a Eddie Guerrero fan Sasha is. So to for Ronda to try and pull off the three amigos on Sasha, that was I was that, like, whoa. Yeah, that was definitely very impressive. The last thing I expected. I so did I. It. Yeah. So now we'll get to this last match on the Royal Rumble card: the tag team titles Ooh. on the SmackDown side. The Miz and Shane McMahon defeat the Bar. Terrible. I like it. I don't like it because, again, I had an issue with this because I have an issue with it because. They're forcing Shane and Miz to be a tag team. That stinks when you have Luke Gallows, Luke Gallows and, and Carl Anderson. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Yeah, I don't know why you. I couldn't get their names correct there. I thought I was saying them wrong. Them, Insanity. Two credible tag teams on Raw getting no burn. Look, yeah, you got Killian Dane on Twitter tweeting, hashtag, where is Sanity? Yeah, his partner, where is Sanity? Her, his partner, Alexander Wolf replied, I'm sick of this. So, yeah, it's uh, crazy. You have these two good tag teams. And again, what do we see again? We have a th- uh, four-way to see who fights Shane and Miz at Elimination Chamber. And what do we see again? No, not Heavy Machinery win the match. No, we see the Usos, the Usos. win the match, and they're going to fight... Miz and Shane. But you're talking about, oh, we want this we want this new talent, new tag talent, new tag talent. That's Shane and the Miz. But they're forcing they're forcing this tag talent to be together. Look, you have heavy machinery who just got brought up. You have sanity. You have Gallows and Anderson. Three tag teams who can all go and who can all be tag champions. Gallows and Anderson were tag champions. He- sanity were tag champions at NXT. Heavy machinery. I don't know if they were tag- they weren't they weren't no, but they can be tag champions. That's how good they are. And the crazy thing to think about it too is, if you if if Heavy Machinery was to be put on Raw, they're arguably the best tag team on Raw. That's that's I don't think that's such a compliment to them. That's just a testament to how bad the Raw tag division. is. Yeah, but and that's what I'm saying though, because if they're the second best tag team on Raw, they should be getting tag title matches opportunities. Yeah, that's for, that's for sure. But you know, the Usos versus Miz and Shane, that's new. That's definitely different. It's not the same Usos New Day bar. Uh, Usos New Day bar. It's something new. And no, ma- no matter how much you think that the Miz and Shane are getting forced down our throats, you can't take away from the fact that Shane McMahon can work. When when he's in the ring, he looks good. Yes. The skull crushing finale, then the shooting star press from Shane. That popped me huge. Yeah, he's I was a trooper. When he did that, I was like, whoa. I did, was not expecting Shane to do that. I was, was expecting Shane to finish it off with a coast to coast pin, whatever. He did the shooting star press. I was like, Whoa. "That's big time." Opened my eyes. I was like, "Okay, Shane, I see you. I see you, Shane." I was like, "Look, I'm pissed they won, but Shane definitely impressed me." That yeah. So the Miz and Shane, and I like all all the stuff they've been doing the past couple nights with the Miz's dad. They yeah, what him, is that? They had him front row. I, <laughs> they had him front row at the Rumble. He held on to the titles. He celebrated with them. They brought him out on SmackDown. I, I could get behind it. It's a nice little feel-good story. The Miz, really for the first time in his career, is, is an effective babyface. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's so weird. Like, it feels like, uh, it felt like Miz was like saying, like, this is his greatest accomplishment. You were a WWE champion. Yeah, he's WWE champion in main event in WrestleMania. I don't know, but it's weird. But I mean, I like, like, I, like I said, I can get behind it. So now, Royal Rumble as a whole, I thought it was a very good show. It was just so long. You know, and I think that's what plays a factor into it too. Because I thought it was—I didn't think it was a good rumble. I didn't think it was a bad rumble. I thought it was in the middle. And I think for it being so long is why I think it was an eh 
like Royal Rumble. I think that's why. That, the, all the matches were good. They were. So, you know, it's weird to say, oh, it, there really wasn't any match that stands out as being bad, but the show was only okay because, you know, it was 100 hours. Yeah, that's... It was, what would it end up being? From Including the pre-show, it was almost seven hours. Yeah, so, I, I again, that's why I think it was an okay Rumble, just because it was so long. Well, that's the problem having two Royal Rumble matches. Those are two matches that are going to go over an hour. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't have an issue with it. I, I didn't really have did. an issue with it. I just... I was just tired. Yeah, I was just tired. So maybe <laughs> maybe that played an issue into it. So. so anyway, before we go to our next break, we'll start getting into NXT TakeOver Phoenix the night before the Royal Rumble. First off, we'll go to the War Raiders. Kicked it off by becoming the new NXT Tag Team Champions, defeating Kyle O'Reilly and Roger Strong of the Undisputed Era. Love it. I love this absolute so much. This is going to be great. Look, you needed a you needed a change up on the NXT champions. Undisputed Era has held it for X amount of days. Look, you can say, oh yeah, but they lost the boss last night and they gained back. The they've next, had they've they, had the titles for almost a year. Yeah, literally almost a year. And you know the War Raiders, they are great. The move the moves they were doing in that ring, I was like, big dudes like that should not be moving like this. But they were jumping, they were going over the ropes. They, they, I was just like, I was stunned at how good they looked in the ring, and they definitely deserved this tag titles. Roe, the bigger of the two, doing the cartwheels, the yeah. springboard elbow. Oh my goodness! I was out of nowhere. I was in, sh- I was shocked at how good they looked in the. They ring. They looked really good. The undisputed era, you know, the the striking they do. They looked really good. They looked dominant, and it's funny. I was watching with my dad, who knows some NXT, but you know the War Raiders, he wasn't familiar with. And of the Undisputed Era, the only one he was really familiar with was Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, yeah, these are two smaller guys going up against these big guys. If this was a match on Raw, it's a two-minute squash match. <laughs> this was, you know, an 18-minute four-star match, four-and-a-half-star mm-hmm. match, because of just the way NXT writes things, the way yeah. NXT builds their competitors and their storylines. Kyle O'Reilly and Roger Strong, like I said, on the main roster, have no shot against a team like no. the War Raiders. Yeah. But on NXT, they could beat anybody. Exactly. They could beat Hogan and The Rock. I don't exactly. care who it is. Exactly. And I think that's just what credits the NXT writing and Triple H running the show down there. Because everything like that, and Matt, you said it perfectly. If they were on Raw, two-minute squash match on NXT, they look phenomenal. Exactly. And they lost, but it don't matter. Exactly. They don't look bad at all. They, they had an incredible show. Yeah, they're the undisputed era. I still think they're the best tag team in the company, whether it's on SmackDown or Raw. No matter which of the four are involved. Exactly. So now, Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono. Fine. Really? I thought it was a snooze fest, man. Come on. What do you think about Matt Riddle? Oh, I love Matt Riddle. He's my man. I, that's my that's my guy, right? That's my bro. But you can't sell me on. You know, I really thought I I said it Friday last week because of Cassius Ono. I thought Cassius Ono was gonna do the upset because this dude just keeps losing. I yeah. mean, how many times are they gonna have? I get he's the gatekeeper of NXT, but you can't just keep have this guy keep losing. No, like I get that, but. He looked pretty dominant, Cassisono. He did. He, did. he and looked good. In a showing like that, he doesn't have to win. Like he could continue to lose, but putting on good matches, looking yeah. strong, there's no issue. You know, it's it's it, it it was slow. I thought it was a little It started slow. slow. It started slow. It picked up a little bit towards the end. And I if I had to give it a rating, it was like a three star match. I'd give it a, like three and a half, three and three quarters, something like that. Something but like I, that. But, but I gotcha. But it's and you know what's crazy? On this card, that was the worst match, and it was still a decent but match. But it was, exactly. And the finish, I thought, was so, mm-hmm. so cool. Cassius Ono tapped out. He wasn't even in a submission. He was just getting elbowed yeah. in the face repeatedly. I'd never seen something like yeah, that. Yeah, neither have I. Getting elbowed com- repeatedly in the face. Usually you hear the ref go, one, two, three, and you didn't hear that. And he you just see, tapped you out, see right? Ono tap out. I was like, whoa. That was impressive. He put it, Matt Riddle over big time. Yeah, I know. What do you think is next for uh, Matt Riddle? Then? I don't know. I'd like to see him in some in some solid storylines with the upper echelon of these NXT. You know, the, they, they've been calling them the NXT six, the six guys that are going to be wrestling mm-hmm. at – you know, at, at uh, halftime with a big game this week. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm not gonna watch Maroon Five. I'm. Pulling oh, my, I'm certainly I'm pulling watching my phone halftime out, heat. And I'm watching halftime heat live from the performance center. I'm no crowd. It'll that. be interesting. It's gonna be very good. So anyway, we'll get into the final three matches of Takeover. We'll get into the rest of the week in wrestling here on the Phenomenal Forum. But first, we're gonna step aside for one final break here on mywcwp.org. Yeah. Priceless. 
You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWP Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein, the modern-day Klimaraja, Chris Klimazewski here with you. We'll get into the rest of NXT TakeOver this past Saturday night. Shayna Baszler retains the NXT Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. Going into this match, I was a big fan of Belair. Uh, excuse me, I was a big fan of Shayna Baszler. I was starting to get behind her, and for Bianca Belair, it was eh, she's kind of decent. I don't know if she's ready for this big spot on Takeover. The two of them blew me away. It went from now I'm thinking Bianca Belair is very very solid in the ring, mm-hmm. and Shayna Baszler is a superstar. Exactly. I mean, look, I already thought Shayna was a big superstar in in the NXT. And she proves time in and time again that she can, she can go with anyone anyone in NXT and I pro- probably anyone on the main on the Raw or SmackDown roster without a doubt. And it was just a solid match up and down. I thought it was very 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 good match. When just it was just I thought it was just very good. The only thing is I didn't think Shayna was gonna win. I really thought Bianca was gonna win because now who's next for Shayna? That's a really good point. Uh, because you can't really say that, you know, oh, Bianca gets a rematch because Maria Sh- Maria Shafir and Jasmine Duke interfered. Who are not good. Who, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're bad. They're really bad. They are very, very but, green. But they, they but they tried to interfere, and Bianca really, like, threw, them, threw them right out the and ring. They, like, but they are doing their job well. They're lackeys. That's yeah, what they doing, are right now. Yeah. So, Shayna gets the win. Mm-hmm. Dominant NXT champion. Mm-hmm. We didn't see either of these women in the Rumble. I was a little bummed about that. But this match, I thought was really good. I thought it was good. I thought, personally, I thought it was the third best match on the card. Behind what? The the next two matches? No, behind Ricochet and Gargano, obviously, and the tag match. You didn't think Black Dream was that uh, Black I was did. That good? I did. No, I thought it was great. But I thought Shayna Bianca was you better. You thought this was better. All right, we'll get there. And You know, and to even speak on the Shayna Bianca match, the one thing I had a problem with, too, you know, Bianca Blair, she's the EST of NXT. She's like the boss right now of NXT. That's her character. It's a similar gimmick, yeah. But she was throwing like temper tantrums in the ring. I was like, Bianca, come on, you're better. Yeah, than, I, you're better than that. I agree. And she and uh, she played the babyface role pretty well in this match for the first time in her mm-hmm. NXT career. But yeah, that was the one part of the match that really you know rubbed yeah. the wrong way. Was not a fan of it, but I am a f- big fan of Bianca though. And now, when you mention who could be next for Shayna, I think the answer is Io Shirai. I think it is too. I mean, look, Kyrie Saint, her and Kyrie Saint looked great on NXT this week when she, the, when they fought uh, Justin Duke and Maria Shafir. I I like Io Shirai. She's the um oh what's her nickname? Um, I have no idea. I don't know something with Sky. <laughs> well, no, I know that they call. Them to the Sky Pirates. The Sky Pirates, yeah. I think she was like the Princess of the Sky. Or princess something of like the that. Sky, maybe. maybe yeah, I, I have no idea. But yeah, she looked fantastic this week. I really haven't seen too much of Io, Io Shirai. I saw her wrestle at uh, Evolution. At, at Evolution, she looked great there. I was like, whoa, she impressed me a lot, and she impressed me a lot this week on NXT. And I'm NXT, like, she was in the Rumble too. She looked real good. She looked. She does look really good. I think. Yeah, she. she it's either. It probably. It is going to be her. It's either her or Rhea Ripley. I would. Right. I would imagine. I think there's a potential opportunity for the WWE to pull a tri- pull the trigger, and bring up Sane and Yoshirai and put them in that elimination chamber. I wouldn't hate it. Maybe I even really if they don't win, maybe just a one-off. Because they looked great together. And they're probably the best tag team the WWE has in the women's division. Sasha and Bailey. But other than, two. other than those two, yeah. They're right behind them. In ring, they're one and two. That's for yeah. sure. And that's a match you want to see. Yeah. So the final two matches of NXT, Johnny Organo, Ricochet, North American title. Johnny Organo finally picked up a huge win. This was the match of the weekend for me. Oh, Absolutely, match of the weekend. This they put on a fantastic match. Johnny Gargano, Ricochet. They, they. I just have no words. That's how good it was. And it, and they, it told such a good story. Johnny Gargano, healing it up a little bit. He, uh, he exposes the concrete, hits the suplex, and I enjoyed that he didn't hit the suplex right away. He exposed the concrete mm-hmm. and almost like, nah, I don't need that. I'll do it my own. Then he realized he needed to. You know, he needed to go and say, oh, no, I need the concrete. I yeah. need to cheat a little bit. Perfect. It was 
just a fantastic match. Ricochet is a is looks like money anytime he steps in the ring. The, and so, so is Johnny Gargano. The minute Ricochet is on the main roster, he's going to be an absolute star. A lot of people said, "Oh, well, he's too small. He'll go to 205 Live." This guy's going to Raw and SmackDown. He's going to be an absolute superstar. If he, if he goes to 205 Live, I that'll be such a he's disappointment. He's going to be he's going to be the next Rey Mysterio. He is. I'm all for it. He looks great. You know what? I, he did one move. He jumped over the ring pole, and I was just like, "That was that's." I was stunned because I've never seen anyone do that before, and his athleticism is crazy. I think the coolest thing was when Gargano tried to give him the Frankensteiner off the top rope, mm-hmm. and he did the 450 out of it and landed on his feet, took two steps, and was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, and this then, is normal. And Gargano was just like, was eyes, eyes open, yeah. stunned. He was like, did he just do that? Like That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. He's, oh my! They're both they're a fantastic match, and I'm I'm really happy Gargano did win because if he lost, what was next? No, I agree. And then we saw him later on in the show after Tommaso Ciampa retained the title against Aleister Black. The two of them told a great story. I think Black's ready for the main roster. I think after halftime heat, that'll be the last thing he does with NXT. Yeah, I think I think you know what I think we'll see him in a couple of one-off matches. And then we'll see him after Mania make his debut. After Mania. All right, that's I possible. think so, just because, you know, it's like you always get, like, oh, who's co- who's making their debut after Mania? That's I think true. that's when Black makes his debut. That's fair. It'd be, it'd be two years to the – not necessarily to the day, but two years to the event mm-hmm. that he's been with NXT. He debuted at TakeOver Orlando before WrestleMania 33. So he, this, this WrestleMania season will be mm-hmm. officially two years since he's in NXT. But – after this Ciampa versus Black match, which was very, very good, you had – it was after the show went off the air, too. First off, Gargano and Ciampa posed together. Then the show goes off the air. Velveteen Dream comes out. Adam Cole comes out. Black and Ricochet, they fight to the back, and now we're getting halftime heat. Love it. Ricochet, Adam Cole – excuse me, Ricochet, Aleister Black, and Velveteen Dream versus DIY and Adam Cole. First of all. DIY gets back together. I'm. Uh, oh, I really hope they pretty been, much already are. They te- they've been teasing it the past month that DIY is getting back together, and it's looking like they are getting back together. So I'm all for it, and this is going to be a great match. Look, you had Velveteen Dream was not in the, on this card. I was a little annoyed that, and he wasn't in the Rumble. Yeah, a lot of people were annoyed that like, oh, he's not on the card, so he'll be in the Rumble. He'll be a surprise entrant. He's not there, shockingly. But you know, now you have. Velveteen Dream in this six-man tag match, and I think this is going to be fantastic. And I'm and Velveteen Dream is also in the Worlds Collide Worlds tournament Collide too. tournament, which is airing tomorrow, Saturday the second, mm-hmm. on the WWE Network. Yeah, so that that'll be interesting. I know the outcomes. I'm not going to give them here. I am going to still watch it. Watch it back. I'm excited for that. So bye. And now, so you have these six guys in halftime heat. Recently being tabbed, tagged the NXT 6, which, you know, is a callback to three, four, five years ago when NXT was first starting to get up and they had the NXT 5. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville, who has since left the WWE, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, and now Hideo Itami, who this past week requested and was granted his release from the company. Stunned. I was stunned. Look, I, was... I thought he was going to win the title at the Rumble. So did I. I had him winning and... Before, like, this past, this past year, I just got into NXT, so anything really beforehand, like, I just know from, like, reading stuff or just just going back and watching. The year of 2014 yeah, I is was, a definite for you to go back and watch. Yeah, and when, you know, I read things about Otami, and you guys even told me, that, like, you know, this was Triple, A's guy, Triple H's guy and everything like that. He, like, groomed him and whatnot. And then I watched some of his stuff on YouTube, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this dude's phenomenal. And to hear that he was getting released this week, I was just like, you got to be kidding and me. And now here's the thing about Hideo Itami, known as Kenta in Japan, a, a legend in the Japanese wrestling world. He comes to WWE, and the, when he made his on-screen debut, when he signed his contract, it was over in Japan. Mm-hmm. It was He was in the ring with Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart. That's the immediate endorsement that this guy got. Yeah. And right away, he goes into NXT, and he feuds with the Ascension, who at the time was a big deal. 
They had just dropped the NXT tag titles. They were the longest reigning tag champs in NXT. And he was the first big signing. He was the... Because, you know, now when we get to all these takeovers, we see, oh, it's the hottest free agent in the crowd. He was the original hottest free agent. Mm -hmm. He opened the door for everyone else. So he gets into this feud with the Ascension in, you know, late 2014. He needs a partner. Finn Balor debuts. Mm -hmm. He's his partner. A month later, Kevin Owens debuts. And Hideo Itami opens the door for guys to come over from different countries into NXT, mm -hmm. into the WWE, he opens the door for a guy like Tommy End, now known as former NXT champion Aleister Black. He opens the door for Japanese sensations Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka to come to the WWE. Without Hideo Itami, the landscape of the WWE is very, very different. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. And now everything you just said, I was just I'm just I'm stunned that he actually is leaving the WWE. And I'm like kind of I'm kind of upset about it. And apparently the deal was that he said, I'd like to leave, but I'm not going to go to all elite wrestling. I want to go back to Japan. Okay. I want to work Japan. So who's, who's to say whether that you know, it's just a rumor. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I could understand if they would have said, well, we're not releasing you because what if you're going to go to All Elite? Yeah. said, well, I'm not doing that. You have my word. Who knows? Could just be some, some, you know, could just be something somebody made up. Yeah, I know. I mean, look, when we hear, now that we're hearing, like, people getting released and people not getting enough airtime on TV, we automatically think that, oh, they're going to go to AEW. It's Cody Rose, the Young Bucks, Chris Jericho and whatnot. But, you know, like you said, if Tommy goes back to New Japan, I mean, he'd be, I think he'd easily be, I don't know much about New Japan, but I feel like he'd be one of the biggest stars over in New Japan. And it's such a shame because they were almost, they looked to be teasing a potential match with Daniel Bryan. <sighs> Daniel Bryan had been hyping him up on Twitter and on, you know, dot-com interviews. He, he, a couple weeks ago, he said, you know, I'm deaf in my right ear because in 2006, Hideo Itami kicked me in the head and ruptured my eardrum. Jeez. That's legit. So he's just, he is one of the best in the world. He always has been. He just never got on the right track in WWE, and it's a real shame. Yeah, it is. It's it's sad, but again, like Dean Ambrose, it's someone you don't want to see leave the company, but you wish him the best when he does. So now, with Hideo Itami gone, Dean Ambrose on his way out, like you said, it opens the door. Who Who's to say that some other guys are going to say, hey, uh, I, I want my release, I want to go here, I want to go here. You got to wait and see. Yeah, no, we all, uh, I mean, the revival still is a rumor going out there. People all, all everyone thought Zach, I mean, not Zach Ryder, um, Dolph Ziggler might be a potential name to leave. Yeah, and the, Dolph Ziggler was interviewed the day of the Rumble and said, I am on hiatus from the WWE, and I think that all elite wrestling is going to be great, and I'd love to work there. That night, he shows up number 28 in the Rumble. He did the same thing last year when he won the U.S. title and said, oh, I'm, I don't want to be champion. He vacated it, left, showed up in the Rumble. Yeah, it was <laughs> like he, you know, you know what's funny too? He showed up in the Rumble, lasts till Final Four, doesn't show up the next night on Raw or SmackDown. I was like, what the heck's going well, on? Well, now here? I think he actually is on the hiatus, but who knows? Maybe, 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 <laughs> it's, like you say, maybe it's just the work, but we don't, we don't know. Exactly. So now we got to get out of here in just a few minutes, but first we got to talk about the end of SmackDown Live. Daniel Bryan comes out with Rowan. First off, Rowan's Titantron, hysterical. It's R, and it's his name, Rowan, but instead of an O, it's the, the three arrows of the recycle symbol. We <laughs> love it. So the two of them come out. Rowan has, like, a, a backpack or something. And Daniel Bryan's talking about how the WWE title is a disgrace. He is a hypocrite because he holds the title. That He starts talking about the cow. Let's call her Daisy. And the cow that was slaughtered for this, this, and this. And he throws the WWE Championship in the garbage. And he, and he unveils the new WWE Championship in organic, whatever the <laughs> hell it's made out of. This man can't do anything wrong. He's, this is amazing. Like, again, like, we're booing this man because he's saving the environment. Like, we love it. <laughs> this is amazing. I love it. This might be my favorite WWE Championship altercation. <laughs> It, it's it's a good one. So now you have these five guys come out. Daniel Bryan says, hey, nobody's getting a shot at my title. Not one of you is getting a shot. And Triple H pops up on the Titantron. You're right. Not one of them is getting a shot. All five of them are in the Elimination Chamber. So you got Daniel Bryan in two weeks 
defending his WWE Championship against AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, and Mustafa Ali. I'd rather have Andrade in this card, but I feel like he's going to be U.S. US He'll be title. doing something with Mysterio still. This is fine. That's fine. But you literally took the six, six of the top eight guys on SmackDown, put them in the and elimination And to think, game. you have these six guys in the match. You mentioned Andrade. Andrade is not in the match. Mysterio is not in the match. The Miz is not in the match. Smack Nakamura, Rusev. SmackDown is so deep with mm-hmm. talent. It is. And these are arguably the top, top six guys. Yeah, Andrade, you could have slotted in there uh, and Mysterio as well. But You can make arguments for all those ex- guys. Exa- you can't go wrong with any of them. Yeah, exactly. I think this elimination chamber is going to be great. It's going to be great. You have that You have that elimination chamber. You have the... And the women's tag. The women's tag titles. And we know we're, gonna, we're probably going to see uh, something. We're probably going to see Ronda fight someone. We don't know who it is. I yet. was expecting her to fight Bailey, but she did... On Raw. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows what we're going to see. I mean, we're, we're probably going to see Finn versus Bobby. I wouldn't doubt that, yeah. It's, it's going to be a good card. Now, I want to get this in because I thought about it on my way in today. Oh, you mean when you showed up for our 2 o'clock show at 2.01? Yes. All right. So I'm on my way in, and I was thinking about it. You know, it's been four days since the Royal Rumble, and Kenny Omega's contract was up with New Japan. January 31st, and today is February 1st. You're right. We haven't heard anything about I – mean, I feel like if he All was right. immediately going to AEW, it would have been announced immediately. Because why, why That's would – That's fair. So is he coming to the WWE? Am I still right? Do I get my $10 back? Well, no, you're not getting your 10 bucks back <laughs> because he didn't show up at the Royal Rumble, and that was the bet. I did actually offer a double or nothing that he would show up on Raw, but he didn't want to take it. I uh, don't good blame thing, you. Eh? But Kenny Omega, yeah, it's – the hottest name in professional wrestling. Where is he going to end up? I, I re- I've, I'm still on the fact that he will join the WWE. Whether it's not, he, I mean, look, at we've some se- point we've seen crazier things happen. We've seen when we saw when Brock Lesnar came out at Hell in the Cell. I think it was that. W- that's that stunned me because I, we no one was no one's expecting Brock Lesnar to be out there. And yeah, but Brock Lesnar was under contract. That's different. S- still though, when does Brock Lesnar show up to any minor pay per view? That's fair. That's fair. But I think the big, you know, the the narrative of, quote, a guy who will never go to WWE, that's not a thing anymore. That ship sailed with AJ Styles and Sting. Yeah. The two of them stepping foot in a WWE ring makes you believe that anybody could, you know, Vince could sign anybody. Triple H could sign anybody. Exactly. Right? And Kenny Omega is that guy. Is it going to happen right now? I don't think so. If you had to ask me right now, I do think he'll end up with All Elite, but... Who knows? I think there is a time for Kenny Omega eventually before he hangs him up to end up in the WWE. Mm -hmm. So with that, we're officially out of time. We'll see you next week. The big homie Mark Sanger will be back. I can't be so sure about Andrew's video. We'll see him probably the week before Mania. But nonetheless, (laughs) I'm Matt Weinstein. He's the modern-day Clemaraja. And this has been the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org.